Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I am your host, Jesse Sherloff, and today I am sharing a conversation that I have with Melissa Lyons. Melissa is an international best-selling author, speaker, and life coach who helps people learn to calm the busy and sometimes overwhelmed thoughts that race through their minds. Who does not have that? Melissa has an uncanny ability to help people find clarity amongst chaos, and she shows them how to get what they want. Quite simply, she will inspire you to wake up each morning with a sense of happiness and excitement about your day. What I loved about my conversation with Melissa was we talked a lot about um, when we get stuck in downward spirals or in our own thoughts or um, you know, the what ifs or trying to control, you know, what, what is that like? And Melissa shares, you know, something that her and her husband are going through right now. And, you know, it, it is in, in that conversation, we, we talk a little bit about so often I'm talking to women and men, but, but mostly women. And so often I hear, but who wants to hear my story or, but my story isn't as important as, or my truth isn't as, as big as, or as traumatic as. And in my conversation with Melissa, what struck me was, you know, her ability to speak her truth about what, what is going on in her life right now and and just sort of own that that's where she's at and life is a roller coaster as as she mentions in our conversation and that's so true like i've often said my my life especially my infertility felt like a roller coaster um and you know at the end of the day if you've ever thought to yourself well like no one wants to hear my story or no one wants to hear my truth because you know, start with sharing it for yourself. And then if you're ready, you can share it with one other person because at the end of the day, your truth doesn't need to be broadcasted to, you know, thousands of people. You just need to own it for yourself. You have to give yourself that permission to own your truth. And so... Melissa and I talk a lot about about sort of that journey in in our conversation. I hope you enjoy the conversation. You can find Melissa at um, www.melissa-lions.com. 
lyons.com and that's l-y-o-n-s.com you can find her at facebook at melissa lyons author um and um let us know what you thought of the conversation i'd be curious what one or two of your takeaways might be reach out and let me know Hello, Melissa. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while now. I love it. I feel like the first time we connected, there was so much in common and I'm excited to dive in with you. So thank you for being here. I like to start our conversations asking the question, what is the truth that you would like to share today? Well, the truth that I'd like to share today, it's actually... um, it's something that my mom told me many years ago, and I, I listened to it, but I didn't understand it until much later in my life. And it's, it's the concept of wherever you go, there you are, or wherever you go, you take yourself with you. I love that. I absolutely love that. Tell me more about that. Well, it's a thing that you can, you can change where you live. You can change um, everything outside of your life to make it more comfortable and more convenient. Maybe, maybe it's the house of your dreams or the, uh, the destination of your dreams or the job of your dreams or the family of your dreams. But how you show up doesn't really change when you change your geography and your surroundings and who you are inside goes with you. So if you don't do the work on the inside, the work on the outside doesn't really matter. It's so true. It's so true. And from personal experience, it took me a really long time to realize that though. You know, I was in my late thirties by the time I had that, that understanding that, you know, from the outside, it looked like I had it all, but on the inside, I had become a shell of myself. And so I'm curious, you know, if you, you, your mom told you this, that wherever you go, you, you're, you're with you, but so many of us, I think, build up walls and create personas. So I'm curious, you know, does that resonate with you? What was that? Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it resonates with me because because like, yeah, I think we all live with it. And the walls and the personas and things like that, they're there, but they, you take them down as fast as you take them down, they can be rebuilt again. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an ongoing process. And I think the next step to that line is that, you know, life isn't about the destination because there actually isn't one. It's just life and death, right? It's about the journey. And getting comfortable with the journey is probably the hardest thing we'll ever have to go through. And I'm personally going through something right now that I never saw coming. And it's one of the hardest things that I feel like I've gone through, probably because I'm in the middle of it right now. Um, And how do I get comfortable with the fact that I need to, to, uh, in 10 years or five years, I'll be looking at this as a blip in time where right now it seems so monumental. So it's that journey piece. And, you know, how if you're comfortable sharing, like, how are you going through? Like, how are you getting comfortable with that? Cause I think so many people, they see that uncomfortableness and they put up the wall, right? They're like, it's easier mm-hmm. to, to not deal with it, to just compartmentalize, to shove it down. And it's, it's scary in a lot of ways. And so I'm curious, you know, how are you getting comfortable with being uncomfortable? It's a process. So I'll explain the story. Like we, 
we live in a beautiful home. We've been very fortunate. We have two, two children who's left the home now. And so we decided we would downsize. And so we sold our home in January, late January, early February this year, with a five month time frame to buy a new house. And we literally can do anything we want from this point. And in the five months with COVID and everything happening, the market has just gone out of control. And so when you go to buy a house now, there's anywhere from 15 to 20 people bidding on that house. So we're going to find her like the end of May is approaching and we're going to find ourselves homeless. And it's like, we have money. We're professional people and we have two dogs and a cat and um, nobody wants to rent to someone. And there's nothing like every time we try to buy a house, we're outbid. So it's this idea of homelessness. What's, what's the word for it? Like wealthy homelessness like professional homelessness, like I don't know, none of our, they're looking at us kind of like, what's happening to you? Because they're all, st so we, we come to this point in our life where we're, we're on the verge of retirement and we don't have anywhere to go. So, and we're feeling sorry for ourselves mm -hmm. in the world where there's so much more, people are going through so much more than what we're going through. But for us, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So how do you find your way through it? You know, I'm um, keep stopping and saying, we're guided, protected, and loved by by something greater than us, and we have to distrust and have faith. And as the weeks count down, we're like, I don't know where we're going to go. Where are we going to put 4,000 square feet of stuff into storage? For how long? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And it's stuff, right? It's just yeah. stuff. But we don't – we spend our lifetime accumulating it, so it's more than stuff to us, but it's still just stuff. I, I totally – can resonate with that. And I think, you know, what you're bringing up is a few things, right? One, I think it's really important to underscore what you said, like, you know, there's so much going on in the world right now, but to you, this is monumental. And I think that to me is so important because so often we don't share our stories because of the fear of judgment of others. Like, why does it, you know, does my story matter? There's so much going else on, but like for you, this is what I would imagine is consuming a lot of brain space and energy. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like every time we talk, I'm like, oh, like I can totally relate to that. You know, we're in the process of moving back to Boston and we put our house on the market here, yet we don't have a house. It, it was impossible to try to I've refused to buy a house sight and scene. So, um, you know, it's, it's my fear is like, we end up in a very similar situation to you of, of what do we do? And, you know, worst case, we keep joking that we'll like move in with my parents. Um, but yeah. it, you know, it, like, I think a lot of people are probably experiencing something similar in, in this time. And, you know, it, my point being that it's, it doesn't matter sort of the size of the the challenge. We all go through challenges. And in that moment, it, it's it's a lot for you and that's okay. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it's how we show up. It's so true. And, I, and I'm not always um, happy with how I'm showing up, but I'm at least looking at how I'm showing up. Well, and I think that that's, human right it's that's mm. the human nature of being curious about why you're showing up in a certain way and 
you know, being able to recognize that, which I think is a skill that, you know, it's not taught in school. <laughs> At least it was not taught where I, where I grew up. And it's so important, but so often forgotten. And so the, you know, the fact that you're even aware and questioning, I think is huge. Yeah. And I think probably that's, you know, you ask why and you fall into that victim category for a minute or a day or a month or a year. And it's like, why me, why me? And it's because we have these things that we need to learn in our lives, I believe. And clearly this is on my path and I haven't learned yet, or it's on my husband's path and he hasn't or together. We haven't like, but it doesn't really matter. It's like, it's how do you how do you take where you are and make it be okay? Because in order to get where you want to be, you got to get okay with where you are. Mm, I right. love that. Yeah, I really love that. So I'm curious, you know, as you think about your journey and the, the lessons that you've learned, and bringing it back to sort of the the truth that you shared of you know you you didn't always take your mom's advice to heart. Like what what has that journey looked like for you? Well, my journey has been really um, up and down, hitting rock bottom. So some people go through life and, and, you know, they have little bumps and hills and valleys, but they kind of go through it. I'd say mine has been more of a roller coaster uh, and self-inflicted, which I think most of our journeys are anyway, but self-inflicted by my own fears, by my own, by my own thoughts, by my own worries, you know, by my own limiting beliefs. And so that journey, yeah, it's been one of um, tons of blessings. I have everything a person would ever want or need, but I still um, am finding out how to navigate it in a more healthy and um, positive way. And And that's what I do with people and that's what I like to do. And that's what I think my calling is. And so I've told myself and I do believe it that I have had to go through this in order to help other people. You can't navigate that what you haven't been through, right? You can't teach with that, you know, or, or you, or you teach that what you're here to learn. Mm-hmm. All of it works, all of it works, but you need someone so, to say like, it's going to be okay. Like, Well, and I think so many people can relate to the, the roller coaster, you know, I, there's very few people. I don't know if I can even think of one person who's had this like very linear life of everything always working out. Um, it's, it's always that roller coaster and, you know, the, the, the saying of like your mess is your message. There's so many of that, but, you know, I often, when I was going through infertility, felt like I was asking myself, like, why me? Like, why? Right. Again, victim mentality, but in the moment it feels, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to like understand that. And now on the other side and working through it and unpacking it, it, it makes sense. But when you're in the crux of it, it's so hard. Um, and you need those people in your life, those guides, those Sherpas in a way, um, mm-hmm. to, to help both guide you, but also, you know, remind you that the, the mess is, you know, you're, in the middle, like it's a messy middle, but it's okay. And you'll, you'll get out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's really well put. And I think some people try to go it alone. Often people try to go it alone and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it extends 
the middle. The messy middle is much longer when you don't add in tools and strategies and support. So what were some of those tools and strategies and support for you? Oh, well, um, the truth. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly and I don't say that that's because of what you're working on, but seeing the truth as it is. And of course, even when you see your own truth, it's only through your eyes mm -hmm. and understanding that the enormous weight that that statement carries. Your truth is only your truth and it's going to change, but you have to look at it. You have to see it. You have to step into it. And then you have to find a way to embrace it and rewrite it. I think what you're just saying is so prolific in some ways, but also so hard, right? Because when you're in the middle of, of one of the downs of a roller coaster, you know, that's a lot, at least for me, that was the last thing I wanted to do, right? Like I didn't want, I wanted to blame everybody else, but not not me. And so I think it's so um, important what you're saying, because sometimes you need to surround yourself with people, with friends, with family who are going to hold up the mirror, whether you want to hear it or not, and, and help you see, see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, it is actually hard, um, when you're going through it and no one else is. So like in your case, when you're talking about dealing with infertility and then all of your friends around you are, maybe are, are pregnant and are having mm -hmm. babies and children. And when you're that one, it's even harder because when they hold the mirror up, you want to punch them while they're holding it, right? A hundred percent. Like, how can you show me my mirror? You don't know what I'm going through. And so, and, and, and think about it. Like the, the, it's so amazingly the same and different, the size of our problems, because whatever we're going through is big enough for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the crux of this conversation, right? Is the size of our problems, it doesn't matter, but I think we so often hold weight to that, right? The, yeah, I, I find myself even doing this now of, of being like, oh, well, you know, my infertility journey wasn't as bad as someone who like, it was years or was never able to have children, right? Like you're constantly judging and comparing, but what you just said is just so important because it doesn't matter the size, you know, we, you can acknowledge that you can have empathy, you can um, be open and actively listen to the other person's journey. And I think that's important that, that, that breeds to me, our, our superpowers as humans to be able to connect and have empathy, but also acknowledging that where you are is where you are. And it's, it feels big to you, no matter what other people are necessarily thinking about it, because it doesn't matter. It's, it's your truth. It's your story, your own unique experience. It's true. It's true. Um, but sometimes it doesn't hurt to put it into perspective. And so, I, so my example of that is um, it can be perspective in your own community or it can be a broader perspective. So when we started COVID and everybody was locked down, I remember just flippantly saying like, 
to like kids and they they're so mad at me like but I was like you think that you're claustrophobic right now pick up Anne Frank and read it again and you know and I'm sure I'm not the only person who said that but that was the first thing that came to my mind and then last night I couldn't sleep because we'd bid on a house and we went like we probably we bid 20% over the asking price of the house and we didn't get the house. And so then I couldn't sleep, you know, going through it all, but you had to trust that that was meant to be. So I, I listened to Min Search for Meaning last night <laughs> because it's like, there's no matter what you're going through, put it in perspective, like it could be worse. It could always be worse. And the more you think about, the more you stay in your victim state, the more you actually are attracting worse to come to you. So unpack that last piece for me, because I think that for me being in corporate America and then sort of moving into and learning about victim mentality and, and just personal growth, I was like, what, what does it mean? Like I had a lot of resistance to it. And so I'm curious, you know, unpack that for someone who, who might not be familiar with, you know, not only victim mentality, but like you attract more of that when you're in that state um, who might not be familiar. Well, if you want to be, think about your life as, as a road, a highway, for example, I'm working on a project called the happiness highway. So when you're on the highway, you're going, you're, you're having a direct fast route to where you want to go. Hopefully you've picked a destination. If you haven't picked a destination about what you want to have, do be feel experience in your life then you're, you're mindlessly living your life anyway. So that's the first thing. So do you know when you wake up in the morning how, how you want your day to go, how you want your day to unfold? And then the second part is, so, so you have your destination, but when you go off road and you start exiting and taking all these different detours, those are the things like all of the things that we, when we fall into victimhood, when we fall into those types of things. And so, I guess keep in mind that when you're feeling like I said, I think I'm not sure if I said this to you in our in, when we talked last time, but my favorite saying is when I feel yucky, I'm really quite lucky. Because when you're feeling crappy, it's your it's your lane departure alert that you've left where you are meant to be, where your soul's journey is most efficient, effective, and happy, where you find the joy. And so when you've detoured and you're feeling yucky. It's just a message to get back to feeling good because the longer you feel lucky, the longer that detour is, the more you're going in another direction away from where you are heading. And it's really, it's so, 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 so simple. It's just not easy. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if I impact it right, but that's it. When you feel yucky, you're lucky because that's your message that you're going the wrong way. You're in the wrong, you're on the wrong road and Stay there as long as you want, but recognize the longer you stay there, the more you're not going where you want to be. I love that because, you know, what was coming up for me when you were talking about that is to me, I often get the whisperings of not this, like not this. And it's always like a whisper and then it becomes a little louder when I'm not listening to it. And then it's like, you know, like the wall is crumbling, <laughs> the wall is like fallen on me. And then I'm like, oh like, thank you message received. Like, this is not the path that I should be on. Um, mm. and I think about that a lot when I, when I ultimately made the decision to, to leave corporate and 
all of those little like moments that I sort of ignored. And so I actually like, you know, when you're feeling yucky, you're lucky because it's, it's, I think that's easier sometimes. It was easy for me to ignore, not this, but it's harder when you're like feeling crappy. Um, and it's a good trigger. I like that. Mm, thank you. Yeah, um, it's the title of one of my books um, that is coming in the line of the, you know, the, the, the positive law, law of attraction or power of positivity for, for children. But when I say it's for children, it's for the inner child and all of us, because I know we're never too old to hear something like that, because when we are being a victim, it is our inner child, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't I say inner child, but it doesn't have to be that woo woo. It's just a part of us that hasn't really matured yet. Yeah, or we haven't, you know, unpacked or dealt with or wanted to wanted to explore. Um, it's funny. I feel like we needed to have this conversation today because I journaled this morning. Um, as I was meditating this morning, I literally had this like vision of like ripping a Band-Aid and like a seeing a festering wound. And I was like, oh, like I know I have to deal with something. And I like, I've been wanting to avoid it and I don't want to lean into the emotions. And so what you're telling me this morning was like perfect timing. So thank you. (laughs) Well, that's good. And it's true. You know, I, I, I think that we all have those emotions. We don't always look at them. We just sort of, you just think, oh, I'm having a crappy day or who wouldn't be having a crappy day when they don't know where they're going to live. It's like, well, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. because feeling crappy or not feeling crappy today isn't going to change where you're going to live. And in fact, it actually might, but we don't want to see it. True. <laughs> this is true. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think of writing it out, you know, in terms of like where you go with it. So, you know, you're on the happiness highway or you're feeling yucky and, and now you realize you're lucky, write it out, you know? So what's the worst thing that happens if I have nowhere to live? using my example again, um, well, am I going to have enough food? Yeah. Am I going to be warm? Yeah. Like, is it going to work out? Yeah. Like it's not going to maybe be my ideal situation, but what are you going to, what's going to be on your path when you're in the not ideal situation that that you, you never expected. You don't know till you go there. Mm -hmm. You don't know till you go there. Which is, I think, where the magic is and also where so many people have resistance to, right? It's you, you have no idea how life is going to unfold. Um, and I think it's funny, my husband and I are, are very different. I tend to think like broad strokes, big vision, and he's very linear and like, what is my next logical step? So we compliment each other. We drive each other insane sometimes, but we compliment each other. And um, it's been interesting to see us navigate this move back back east because it, it's putting both of us in 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 our in discomfort in different ways. And so um, I think that's also important to recognize that. You know, and you, you, you mentioned this when you're, when you're talking about your, your journey, right? It's your journey, it's your husband's journey, and then it's both of yours combined. And as you experience that individually and as a couple, um, what I've had to, to recognize, right, is like unpacking my own shit 
seeing how Greg is, is dealing with things too. And then, you know, and then how do we come together as a couple and, um, in some ways, like reconcile the, the differences of, of how we're moving forward. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting, right? Like, as we talk about, like our lives are roller coasters, they're often intertwined with other people and, and, and their journeys. And so how are you supporting each other, um, being there for each other and also creating space for yourself? Well, I think it's exactly what you just said, but I would, for me, I would reverse the order and you didn't put it in any order. So I'm not saying you didn't say it in an order I liked. I'm just saying the last thing you said, I think is the most important. You need to create enough space for yourself to show up with as little baggage as possible. Because whatever you're bringing is going to, you know, if you have a hundred, hundred points that you can bring the relationship in 30 of 30 of them are baggage, you're only bringing 70% value. You know, if it's a piece of pie, actually working with one of my clients, I, I often say to her, your suitcase is full and you wanna put more joy in, into your life, but you can't put anything, your suitcase is full. What are you gonna take out and release so that you can make room? It's not like you can add joy into a full suitcase. You gotta make space. And then we can show up better for our partners. And for ourselves. Well, yeah, like that's where, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, like our suit, like if we show up and our suitcases doesn't have room for them or for their, for anything of them, then like we haven't done our own work. And so, and then it becomes that, it's that slippery slope. And it's like, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. Well, what are you actually taking when you go there? I love it. You're very good at analogies. We've seen people. <laughs> Thank you. Many years of practice. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. But yeah, like, it, no, no, you didn't at all. Uh, yeah, that, I, I think that's, that's the number one thing. And when we're hard on ourselves, then we shut down, like, that's like, that's like we locked the suitcase. So we're being so hard on ourselves. Now we can't get in to unpack anything. So how are you going to get better now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I often say that when I was compartmentalizing, I would shove things down into a box and throw away the key, right? I, I, it, and I think for myself, I had to wait several years to unpack a lot of things that had happened to me. I wasn't ready. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to deal with it. And I had to come to, I'm someone who needs to feel a lot of contradictions in order to be like, oh no, like, I don't want that. I do want this. Um, and it, admittedly, it makes it harder. <laughs> I'll, I'll own that. Um, but, you know, when you are able to find that key for the suitcase, for the box, and, and start to unpack so that you are making space for what you really want, I can only speak for myself, but that journey in and of itself has been so empowering. And it's such it's such a gift. So I love that you're able to, to help, help other individuals recognize and, and find, find joy in that. I love it too, because every time I help somebody, I help myself. 
And, and your analogy there with the box and the key, the, the most important thing that you just said there is like when you find the key and so many of us are, are looking everywhere for the key, you know, in courses or in other people or in, in nicer homes or in nicer clothes or in getting fit. Mm-hmm. But the key is just in our heart. So all that matters. But if you don't go inside, which if you don't go within, you'll be left without. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's why we need that person beside us sometimes to say like, you have everything you need already. Mm-hmm. We do, right? Yeah. As much as I sometimes want to avoid that. It's so true. <laughs> Who doesn't want to avoid it, right? It's messy. I like when you said that middle is messy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Melissa, I very much need to have this conversation this morning. So this is perfect timing for me. So thank you. Um, you know, how can people continue to follow you on your journey? You can follow me um, by joining on my website. There's a, there's a link to join or you can send me an email. Um, it's Melissa dash lions lyons.com and you can find all my links to social media there as well and if you're going through something um i know that you have copies of my book i will always love you Mm -hmm. and until we meet again if you read through i will always love you again um with a different perspective um and for anyone listening who's ready to step into a new phase of their life this book seems it's it's about grief and hope and love and it deals with grief and loss it actually can talk to when you're grieving the person that you used to be as you step into the person you were meant to be and it helps you make that transition. I can 100% see that. And I also think that I was saying before we hit record my, I love, I I loved it for me, but I also loved it for my daughters um, because it helps you know, often as a parent, I'm like, how do I have this conversation? Like, how do I, they don't, again, they don't teach you this in school. Um, and so it, it helps to guide the conversation for, for, for me and for them. And I often say they are my mirrors. Like they, they are the ones like holding the mirror up for me. And in a lot of ways, I think that that book, um, allows me to, to be a mirror for them. So thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful compliment and nice thing to say. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Well, thank you. Um, Melissa, thank you as always. Um, it was divine intervention in terms of the timing of this conversation. You've given me a lot to think about and I really appreciate it. I'll include all of um, your information in the show notes and um, everyone go check out Melissa's website and she's a lot of great information and I'm just grateful that we connected. So thank you. Me too. A wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast, or feel free to shoot me a DM. And 
because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.